Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Retirement Elevated with Sean Lee. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Retirement Elevated with Sean P. Lee. I'm Sean P. Lee, and I'm part of Elevated Retirement Group. I'm one of the managing partners over here. And on today's podcast, I wanted to talk about something that's really near and dear to my heart, something that our family focuses on and something that we constantly talk about with our kids, and that's focusing and investing on lifestyle expenses and memorable experiences. Now, far too often in today's society, financial envy is even more of a thing now than it was back in 1913, when cartoonist Arthur R. Pop Moment debuted the comic strip. It was called Keeping Up with the Joneses. Now, this comic strip centered on the misadventure of Lucius P. McGinnis and his family, who are always trying to keep up with their never-seen neighbors, the Joneses. Now, today, not only do we have television shows displaying lifestyles of the rich and famous, we're punched with images and status updates and social media all the time as well. Now, we not only see the Joneses on television, but we're likely connected to them on social media, to colleagues and friends who post frequent photos and statuses about their new luxury car, their boat, their three-carat diamond ring, whatever it may be. Now, we may think the grass is greener at the Joneses. We have no way of knowing whether that snapshot is a true picture of the good life or a depiction of living beyond one's means. This was interesting to me because in one 2016 study of household debt in America shows that the average household has debt balances totaling almost $17,000. And the average household with any kind of debt, including mortgages, owes nearly $135,000. So the grass may always be greener, and we may see that our friends, colleagues are doing these great, fantastic trips, or maybe they just bought that new car or that new boat, but we may not always know the full picture. We may not know what's going on inside of their world. Was that bought on credit? Was it bought with cash? And so that's what we wanted to talk about today. Now, economists say that most people assert that happiness is the best indicator of society's health. Now, in that pursuit, some folks assume that we spend money on an object or going to be happier longer because that item lasts longer than, say, a one-off experience like a vacation or a concert. So it's that instant gratification. So think about this. If we go out and we're having a bad day and we go and buy you know, a new jacket or a new purse or a new pair of shoes or some golf clubs, whatever it may be, we have that instant gratification and we think, well, you know, this is going to last for a long time. Hopefully, it, you know, I don't break my golf club or something and, you know, or I don't lose my purse or rip my jacket. It's going to last for an extended period of time. That same study, though, showed that buying things, they do make us happy but they only make us happy briefly. It's continual presence of this object and having it always be there allows it to fade into our surroundings. So the study showed that among those surveyed, people's satisfaction with buying things decreased while those who spent money on experiences showed increased satisfaction over time. And the reason that is because experiences tend to become embedded into our identity. My wife and I, as many of you know, we have two young children and we made the decision that, you know, we're not going to spend our money on stuff for them. We're not going to just buy them things and allow them to have that instant gratification. Yes, every once in a while they deserve a treat or whatever it may be. But when it came to spending our money as a household, 
we decided to take trips and we decided to do things. And one of the trips that we've taken our kids on over the last couple of years, we found this little beach house up the Oregon coast. We love it. It's been a great, great experience for our kids. And each year we invite a couple of families with us so it becomes pretty economical. But we decided not to do that trip this year. We decided to do something else. And as we got closer to that time that our kids were going on the trip, they started to ask us, well, mom, dad, when are we going to go? When are we going to go to the beach house? You know, are we leaving soon? And when we broke the news to them that we weren't going to go to the beach house this year, they were crushed. And that's because they remember those experiences. Now, they've got four years of experiences now where they've spent time on the beach with their friends and they've swam in the hot tub at the house and they've just played in the backyard and they got a chance to be kids. Those experiences for our family create long-lasting memories and they still talk about that today. Now, what researchers have found is that there are at least two tactics that we can employ to enhance and prolong our enjoyment of spending our lifestyle expenses and spending that money on experiences and not things. So there are certain things that we can do. If you said, hey, Sean, I want to go out and what, what should I do if I'm going to move from buying cars and spending money on stuff to spending money on experiences? What techniques should I implore? And how do we work to create a situation where we can savor these experiences and amplify our happiness? Researchers have identified these four common strategies for relishing these. And you can use these tactics for yourselves if you decide that, hey, let's start to plan trips. So the first one is build your anticipation of your experience or your trip. So talk to your family and friends and coworkers about what you're going to be doing and where you're going to be going. If you're traveling with a group, and we did this, uh, not only do we do this before we go to the beach house, but after we go to the beach house, we have a pre-planning get-together with the families that we're going with, and then we have a memory dinner with the families. But if you're traveling with a group, just get together with them and learn about the destination or the adventure and plan your activities. Talk about the different things that you want to do. And during your gathering, immerse yourself in the culture. Just eat the food. Listen to the music from the area where you're planning to travel. And really just indulge yourself in where you're going on that trip. The second tactic is just stay present and fully appreciate what's happening. Now, in today's day and age, I know it's hard with phones and technology and social media and everything. But don't observe everything around you from behind a camera lens or a phone camera or otherwise. Take it all in. Really absorb everything that's around you. Savor the experience, the landscape, the city skyline, whatever it is that you're in or you're doing. If Fenway Park is a trip that you want to go to, savor that experience. Go down Lansdowne Street and Yawkey Way. Get to the field early and take in everything that Fenway has to offer and then just watch the Red Sox. Afterwards, just take time memorializing everything. Purchase a keepsake from your experience. Do take some pictures or write in a journal, post your adventures on social media and choose a unique hashtag for your trip and adventure and share it with your family and friends. Let them see what you experienced and and when you're back home, look up your hashtag and follow the chronology of your trip and see all the things that people said about your posts. Relive your vacations. The third tactic is when you get home, reminisce, relish and relive. 
Get together with your travel mates. Share the stories, the photos, the souvenirs. Place your keepsake where you can see it and recall memories of your trip and adventure. You also might want to consider putting up a photo or a postcard in your home or office or changing the image on the home screen of your computer to one of your adventures. Now, one of the things that we do is my wife will go on Shutterfly and she'll create a memory book from our trip. So all the pictures that we took, we can digitally upload and she'll just create a memory book. And every once in a while, the kids and I and my wife will sit down and we'll just go through it and just relive the trip again. And the last tactic is just talk about and share with others at every stage of your trip adventure. Now, by sharing at every stage, the anticipation, the experience, the reminiscing, you prolong and you enhance all the things you enjoyed about your trip and your experience. While you're on the trip, talk with your travel mates at each meal about your favorite moments. Sharing could also mean talking to others. You know, maybe you write about it or blog about it or posting visual and written snapshots on your social media accounts. Now, these are just some ideas that you can use and that will just help you prolong your experience and make it bigger than life, which ultimately makes you feel as though you've gotten the most out of your investment. Because that's really what we want, whether you spend $300 or $3,000 or $30,000 on your experience. We want you to make sure that you have the most out of it. Now, today I talked about investing in life experiences, not necessarily money, not necessarily finance, but one of the things that we found when it comes to retirement, when it comes to planning for your retirement, is still maintaining the living in the now. See, the hardest part of retirement isn't necessarily the financial part. It's the, it's the emotional, it's the mental part. And if you can shift your mindset and if you can work to build and create and grow from life experiences and start to prepare yourself for retirement, that transition is much easier. So we want to talk about how do we transition, how do we focus, and how do we live our lives to the fullest? Not necessarily build and save and chuck away every dollar that we can, but invest in life's experiences as well. I wanted to thank everybody for listening to the podcast today. Once again, this is Sean Peely. I'm the managing partner here at Elevated Retirement Group and Sandy. I wanted to thank you for listening to Retirement Elevated with Sean Peely. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. You can reach out to us here through the podcast. You can reach out to me at our website, www.elevatemyretirement.com, or you can just give us a call and schedule a time to have a discussion with myself or one of our advisory team. That number is 801-639-0095. Thanks so much for taking your time with me today. Hope the podcast was valuable. And don't forget to share it with your friends on iTunes and the other podcast resources. Have a great day. All the best. We'll talk to you soon. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisor.